season five of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's podcast, where we cover the roping industry from top to bottom. This is where the team roping world talks. We talk through tough subjects, we talk big wins, and we talk real issues affecting the community. I'm your host and editor of the Team Roping Journal, Chelsea Schaefer. Hey everyone, it's Jenna. Welcome back to The Short Score. For this week's episode, we have a bonus interview with Kobe Lovell and Dakota Kirkenslager, who just won over $90,000 at the first ever Riata Buckle. Chelsea Schaefer caught up with them right after their win, so you'll get to hear a little bit more from them today. Don't forget we have a full episode that you can go back and listen to, and we have the full story online at teamropingjournal.com with the full results. I hope you all enjoy this episode, brought to you by Smarty. Go ahead, you can do it this time. <laughs> yeah, I, I did want to ask about that. Like, how much were you, how did you find yourself working on things being right and balancing how fast you had to be with making sure things were right on a young horse? Just knowing where we are during the roping, where I am in the arena, the pressure on the saddle horn, whether I'm hanging on or I'm in control. When I let him have control, that's when I'm trying to be fast. That's when I throw him and say, hey, I'm asking for it. Get, put it in full-wheel drive, and let's get this deer out of the way and let Dakota slap his hocks together. How many times have you done that on that horse? A little bit throughout. Like when I've gone and rode with TJs and at my house just a little bit, you know, it, uh, you always want to just – and. I might reach on a slow steer and then stand him up, make him stay in my hand, and then call my rope back up. Or it's not that I'm trying to bomb out or do anything. It's just I'm trying to, hey, read my rope. Just because my rope comes by, I need you to stay under my hand. When I turn you loose, put all your potential into it. Did you know the play there on that one? Did you know what was going to? Well, I mean, yeah, I, we we were eight high call. I knew we needed to make a good run. And, I mean, I knew if I could get this steer in the left lead and he would come just a little to him, we can, you can run him a long ways and be five when you set it up. I just, just wanted to make sure to do my part. And, like, I mean, these horses are five. And, I mean, that mare's been to a couple of rope bins and some fraternities and stuff, but it ain't nothing like full contact like it is. I mean, this is, no, it's not as far as the BFI letting them out, but you're letting them out. These steers are strong. We had some stronger steers. We did draw a couple good ones. Um, so you got to, I mean, and you got to keep your horse together. I mean, everybody sees, we, we take longer than everybody in the box. And we, we do things like he prepares his a certain way, I prepare mine a certain way. We don't have a pattern. We do whatever each horse needs. Like my horse, if you get to walk it in circles, she gets real amped up. But if you just ride her in there and sit her and walk her forward, back, she breathes and relaxes. Kobe's horse, he, he, if you'll walk him in a circle, he'll start breathing better. Like we even told each other on one of them, yeah. like we got to, they got to. Listen, I mean, we sat there for a minute. I said, Dakota, I'm going to let him catch his breath. My horse catches breath. Dakota said, I'd be good. Good for me. You know, just ride up. And it's not, it's just a spot where we put so much time into the horse right there. And TJ, like his horse, I mean, he's put so much time into him. And I've got to be a part of it that you can tell when you just say, hey, bud, you're all right. Let's just relax. We can wait. Because most people come up to an event, a fraternity, whatever, and they're trying to sneak by them. Well, 
we, we gotta, no matter what, at the end of the day, this horse has got to go back. And we either got to keep winning on it or we got to sell it for a profit. So the only way to do that is to keep it doing good and successful and taking your time and riding them. I mean, we got so much invested in these things that you can't just mash on the gas all the time and then it's just over. You know what I mean? You got to take care of business. You got to slow them down, let them think. I mean, a horse, if they're, it's just like a human, you know, if you're not breathing, you're not getting oxygen to your brain, you're not thinking. So then horses, you got to make sure you can, if you can control their breathing, you can do a lot of things. Exactly. Kelby Phillips is the first person in, in Bradland that showed me, like them horses that breathe real hard, how to hold them until they relax. Uh-huh. I'd never seen it before. I just thought they had like a flapper problem. They're like, no, that's not a flapper problem. That's because don't, people don't know what they're doing. I was like, okay. And huh. I mean, things like that. Uh-huh. I mean, little, little details. Like, I mean, we go to the, the extreme of making stuff ourselves and sending each other pictures of it, of things you're like, you think, no this, you think this is going to work? I'm like, well, one way to find out. Let's try it. That's no kidding. That is, isn't it? I mean, the day me and Dakota roped, we got ready. We were going to the rodeos, them two rodeos, Rosenberg and Hempstead, and he goes, you going to use that on that horse? Yeah, I ride it every now and then. <laughs> what was it? It was a little deal I hook up that actually, that I, TJ had showed me, and it it's a secret you're not telling us it works good i've only seen it done on a cow horses to get to help them keep their neck down Mm -hmm. and then he showed me what he did i was like that makes a lot of sense i mean it's just but it's that's the thing in this day and age there's so many people that are so good and trying all these things well he tj had seen it from somebody and then he molded it to what would work for him colby seen it and molded it to what would work for him i seen it from brad and have tried to mold it and from him into what will work for me. You know, it's that's the thing in this day and age, man, is there's just so much going on and there's so many people successful and willing to teach us stuff. If you're a willing participant, it, there are people who help you. If you I will, love the story of you being a willing participant and that you'll never let me write or tell, but that's my favorite story. Yeah, I man, you gotta be a willing participant to get up at three in the morning and go out there and ride with the greatest riders in the world. And I mean, it, we do it because we love it. And, I mean, that's just all there is to it. I mean, because, like I told them, if you got paid by the hour for what we do, it's not a, not successful. Yeah. It has its highs. It has its lows. I mean, I've had the greatest year up until a month ago I've ever had in this industry. I won more than anybody. And at Fort Worth, I mean, we just could not get on a roll at all. We just could not get on a roll. Not in the heading, not in the healing, nothing. And then over here at the World Show, same deal. Like, we would get so close, but not on a roll. And then over here, we just keep grinding it out. Another day, another day. And I mean, believing. Snowing, you know, you know, man, I put the time in. I know these horses. I know, I mean, the feel I want. I know this feels good. Are you ready to instill the spirit of excellence? Four-time world champion and smarty founder, Alan Bach, knows that in order to be a pro, you have to train like a pro. Keeping the roper's needs in mind, Smarty offers an extensive line of training products for ropers of all levels and disciplines. If you need it, 
we have it, including a complete saddle and apparel line to keep you and your horse in style going down the road. For more information on products, training camps, or our Smarty Young Pro incentives, you can follow us on our social media pages, or you can check out SmartyRoping.com. If it's not a Smarty, it's just a dummy. the old days of your career when you were kind of going at them and getting to like be really aggressive like 10 years ago I love it you know Colby we talked this summer uh, about starting to kind of do some stuff together and uh, man I love it because I like you know when you go somewhere you want you don't want to be the best person in the arena you want to be around people better than you and like when we're around each other we thrive off each other we laugh we joke we there's no giving up like that's not an option I mean no matter what happens I mean I wrote the leg on the floor steering there's no giving up like we're just we're not it's not in us to give up it's not in, in us to quit and when you're when you're around people like that and that are good people and you thrive off of stuff like that i mean we, we all get along great with tj i mean tj lives right by my house we spend time with him brad lund i mean and we he's rode with all the cutters i rode with some uh the cow horse people i mean we watch things we i mean what's crazy is he knew about a horse that's a full sibling in the horse i won on it's in Kansas. Like the amount of research we try to do on our own in educating ourselves is mind-boggling to me. Like when I was at his house, we talked for about five hours. It was crazy. And there's <laughs> all just horses, horses. Yeah, whole time. I love it. I didn't know he knew about. And I mean, I was like, I told my wife, I said, this, I said, I like this. I said, I, I said, I know I can't. We can't be around each other all the time. I said, but we're gonna have to figure out. To, I said, I. This is good. This is great for us. And I mean, we've all, I mean, have trials and tribulations in our lives. And I mean, when you become friends with people and you, I mean, the relationship, I mean, I know everybody says blood's thicker than water, but not in my opinion. Yeah, that's it. Speaking of, what did it mean for you to win this for TJ? He's been important to you. Oh, it, his little girl's back there riding with my little girl. They're riding double and... You know, I go. I know how much time he puts into it. You see his horse, and you see him ride around and stuff. And his horses, I mean, they're just. I've never seen him get after one. I've never seen him ever have to do anything. Like they trust him, he gets on them. They're like, "Okay, I'm gonna go to work today. What do you need me to do?" And that means something, you know. It, it's. I don't know. It's been a big deal for me this year. Sturdies have helped a lot for me. And I, Dakota called me in the spring and asked me, and I'm thank God he called me because I didn't even. I mean, I had horses at the house that I ride and enjoy and just work at it with my wife because my little girl rides nonstop. When he called, and then it's just grown, and I'm so fortunate he called me. And TJ just like, man, I want to be a part of it. Let's do something together. And I'm so fortunate that you know being a part of a team like that and takes a team yeah a big team it takes a team and it's just amazing why did you call colby well i 
seen him somewhere, and I was just, we always talked, we've always been friends, and I asked him if he was going to rodeo anymore, and he's like, no, not right now. I said, oh, cool, and I said, well, what, have you thought about these fraternities? He goes, yes, I have. And I said, okay, well, then uh, Cade Rice told me that he was going to go help him, so I just called him up, and I said, hey, would you want to start doing this? He's like, yeah, let's do it. So we started doing it, and I mean, we've never not been, I mean, only time we haven't yeah. really, really, I mean, we still won something at Fort Worth, but not like, I mean, uh-huh. not to our standards of what we've done all year long. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've been successful on multiple horses. That mare won good at Ardmore. Another horse I had at Dean's. We won second or something at Oklahoma City. We did, I mean, everywhere we've had a good rhythm. And, and I mean, it just goes back to just when you know what the other person's going to be doing and the effort they're going to put into it, it's it amazing. Pushes it yeah. pushes you. I mean, that's just more. it pushes you. Yeah, absolutely. Saying that about TJ, though, you know, the stud that I rode at Fort Worth, I've done, he's, he's been, I, I like the horse. He did, he's done good for me. He had two abscesses this last week, and thank God I had that. I mean, we've been, I've been riding the black, get ready for Fort Worth, and I worked, I had him at the house and just been pushing, and TJ said, you just keep him and ride him, you know. There's some spots in there, I think, that you can help him, and y'all grow together right there, and I'll ride him. He hasn't rode him. It'll, he's fixing to ride him in the number 12, you know. I worked cows on him this week. Heck, Monday I roped two cows and a bull off that horse down there on the river. I mean, just a but a good horse, you know, when he knows. Like, I put him in a spot with a Charlotte bull that he had to trust me. He did. I, I got him. He's in between my legs, in between the bridle. There's more weight on the end of the rope than he's ever felt. And not only that, about half-assed bad on the end of the rope. Uh-huh. And then he feels the pressure release, and then he I get off and loosen him up after we get the bull in a lot and stuff like that. And he feels, hey, he could trust me through that deal. You know, that's where the growth system with a horse is. Yeah. And is there, you said you went to Hempstead or a couple, couple rodeos. Is there any of that? Is that part of your horse training process? What are y'all doing? Well, he rode the. I healed on the blue mare. I won here. Yeah, yeah, behind bartender and Dakota did great. I wasn't. Pre- I didn't do very good. So <laughs> I mean, it was very easy for Dakota. <laughs> but the bartender looked like the colt. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> didn't, like, we didn't have well, very good luck. The first rodeo, I wasn't. I had rode bartender, and yeah. he when he left the box, he rocked me back, and I was like, ah, dang, I got to get ready. So you guys didn't answer my question though. Did you guys just go to a couple rodeos? Well, and, uh, we went to try to get in Houston, and I messed Houston, up. So, and they they might have a qualifier for San Antonio or something. We go might try at you. And he BFI. Thinks, and like the BFI, and he thinks we maybe might get lucky and get into Fort Worth. But that's I it. I mean, just a little bit. We're, I mean, we're all too busy with our children yeah. and our jobs. And I mean, he's got cows. Just having a fallback and, plan to go with somebody and have somebody like Dakota to rope for. He'll heal for me at this deal. I mean, that's that's more than I've heard him talk about. Like, you just got more about rodeoing, talking about rodeoing, than I've ever heard him talk about rodeoing for, for half a decade at least. I can promise you, I wouldn't go nowhere. <laughs> He, he called me and asked me, and the first question I asked, I said, do you still have that head horse? He goes, yeah. I said, okay, well, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, I said, I'm I wasn't being mean, but I was like, if you ain't got that horse or something like that, I, you ain't getting me out there. I've done been down that route. I got the head horse. I don't know about the header. I about fell off of him at Rosenberg. I'm serious. He took off, and I was like this. I was like, whoa. Oh, I love it. And, yeah, what does this mean to you? It's, it, you've been 
talking about it now for about a half an hour since you won. What, what, any it's feelings? just great. I mean, you know, the little yellow horse that I healed on a while ago, I've got to ride him this year. I'm going to go to I – mean, Patrick hurt his back, and Tanner called me and asked me if I, if I would come to Charlie's Roping, and I'm going to stop by there on the way home. I'm going to ride the same horse. He's five. But, man, he's a gamer, and he tries. He's gritty. He's going to be on your team. You know, my stud, I've won good on him this year. Uh, Joe Beaver's horse. All the horses that I spent all the time in this summer, it just meant a lot to know that – other people think you're doing a good job. You know, you back in there and they're like, hey, we like your horse. We like what you're doing. It's not one horse. It's more than one horse. You know, they're blending together what you're doing, working. That's the whole rewarding part. The money's the extra part. You know, and your family, my wife sitting over there, my little girl, it's pretty good. It's a great feeling. Have you, you just checked your phone. Have you heard from Dean yet? No, man. Not excited? I don't know. I tried to call him and it went straight to voicemail. <laughs> He's a busy man. <laughs> He's probably at one of his daughter's tennis matches. <laughs> she plays tennis really good, I'm sure. I'm sure. Last time I talked to him, he, uh, he's like, man, I'm sorry, I can't come support you more. And I said, Dean, our family is the most important thing. He goes, that's why you ride my horses. I was going to say, did he ever tell you why he sent that horse to you? I picked her out. You picked her out. I picked her out in November. He said, oh, she's too green. I said, no, she's not. And I, that was when she was three. Mm-hmm. And I went back in February for the sale and the maturity, and I've seen her again. I said, I want that horse. He goes, all right, you can have it. That's how I've had her ever cool since. thing, too, is I've never really ever talked to Dean on the phone, or got to, but I text messaged him because the respect level as far as the horse industry, I mean, and then trying to get better as a rider and just sitting, you know where the people are that got the horses. And, you know, I, I've texted him this year just before this, and then, you know, then this kind of, it was just kind of neat. It's a neat deal that, and then I told him after me and Dakota talked to him, like, he's like, yeah, I think that's pretty neat, you know, and then that little mare and stuff, and which if I'd have done better at the pro rodeo, but we might have made up a little time right here. What do you think? Might have helped out. Right. Does that mare have any babies yet? Have they been pulling any? We've never done any breeding on her yet. My wife wants me to try to get her one. My wife loves her. She wants to buy her. Uh-huh. Dane don't know. He's probably going to have to give me an egg. Uh, <laughs> you're getting my stuff. That's right. Yeah, that sounds perfect. That's a great idea. Yeah. I hope you're listening, Dean. Yeah, thanks, Dean. <laughs> okay. Good talk. <laughs> We've already told everybody now. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Congratulations.